Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Hey, hey, everybody. This week on The Dwell Podcast, you are not hearing the interview voice of Natalie Abbott. This is her sister, Vera, who you regularly hear on the podcast. And this week, I'm going to be interviewing Natalie. Whoop, this whoop. Party on. She's ready to party. She's like, I don't have to do any of the questions. So. That's right. Um, this month, we are talking about the verse John 8, 36, which is, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And so we're just sharing our testimonies, uh, just talking about freedom in Christ. What does that look like? How did we come to know Jesus? How has that impacted us? Um, mm. Maybe that, that first time it impacted us and then how it continues to impact our lives every day. So, Natalie, welcome as a guest. For yeah. First time. <laughs> on the dwell podcast <laughs> i love it i love it i love to be thanks for having me vera it's so good to have you <laughs> <laughs> okay so natalie tell us a little bit about you because i know that for those of you who do not know natalie well um or maybe this is the first time you're listening natalie and i are sisters we are co-founders of dwell and natalie is the brains behind dwell in terms of most of the content comes out of her brain. Um, and so, Natalie, if I were just a, a bystander, knowing that you are a pastor's wife, I'd be like, oh, this chick, she grew up, always mm-hmm. knew Jesus. She's got a perfect life, blah, 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 blah. And being your sister, I know that ain't true. So why don't you <laughs> share your story with us? Um, yeah, that is kind of a funny thing that happens to me a lot. I, I uh, as a pastor's wife, when people don't know you're a pastor's wife and then they find out, they immediately start apologizing a lot of times. They're like, oh, I should have I not said that. Thing. Said that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, girl, you don't even know. You don't even know. Yeah, I do feel incredibly, um, I used to feel, I should say, very ill-equipped to be a pastor's wife because I felt like, man, I just didn't grow up going to church. And for those of you who listen to Vera's interview already. Um, there's 10 years difference. I know we look like we're the same age and I have like a baby face. Just kidding. Um, but no, I am actually 10 years older than her. So my experience growing up is significantly different than hers. When I was a senior in high school, we moved for the last time to Jefferson City, Missouri, where Vera got to grow up and basically have like a childhood where she had friends all the time in the same house and all the things. Um, but I grew up uh, moving constantly like we moved every two or three years um, and so we it was just kind of an unsettled lifestyle and we never really went to church um, there were a couple of moments in time one specific one that I can remember where we lived across the street from a church and we went a few times um, but even that wasn't very lasting and so she says in her testimony how she grew up going she remembers going to church like that was really not a part of my story so I didn't really have an experience of knowing the Bible, of um, understanding church culture or any of that. It, it was very kind of foreign to me. Um, but there was a tradition of Christianity, especially my dad's side of the family. And uh, my mom grew up Catholic. So it wasn't like there it was completely foreign. 
um, but just not not really a part of our daily lives. So when I graduated from high school, my great grandma actually gave me a Bible for graduation. And I was an English major in college and I love to read. And I'm like, sweet, this is it. This is how I'm going to figure out. I'm going to go on a quest and I'm going to figure out one, is there a God? And two, if there is a God, what he's like. So I didn't just stop at the Bible. Like I, you know, took my booty over to the library and I checked out all the books. <laughs> I read about Buddhism and Hinduism and I read the Book of Mormon. I read uh, the Quran. I just went on this quest um, and the Bible. Um, the, the Bible is a little bit more of a daunting book. So at, for some reason, also, it just kind of drew me in a little bit more. And I kept asking um, the same question every night. I, I don't even know that I would have said it was a prayer at the time, but I, I would ask this question, God, if you're there, show me who you are. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of my quest starting really the summer I graduated from high school. And by the time I got to be a freshman in college, like the first week of school, this girl who went to uh, crew Campus Crusade for Christ knocked on my door and invited me to a Bible study and started talking to me about spiritual things. And I was like, oh, yeah, I have these questions. And so I <laughs> just like waylaid her um, with all of these questions. And mm-hmm. I remember going to the Bible study and being like, yeah, that's probably I don't fit in here. Mm-hmm. Um because the reality was that even though I was on the spiritual quest to find God, I was also living a very secular, consistently secular lifestyle, you know, sleeping with my boyfriend and smoking weed and uh, getting drunk all the time. And I mean, like, I, I can actually remember reading my Bible high, like, hello, um, pastor's wife. Hello. <laughs> I can say that I don't do that anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I just had this very um, kind of bizarre lifestyle for a couple of years, actually. Um, so fast forward to my sophomore year, I'm still reading these spiritual books, texts, but mostly the Bible. At this point, um, Janae, the girl that I had met, had just, I mean, she kept meeting with me and giving me articles to read and books to read. And just, I had kind of whittled down um, the major religions and, and said, you know, a lot of them say, you've got to be good enough somehow. And I I just knew that's not true. That's, that's not going to work for me. Or, you know, just the idea of, of reincarnation and just a lot of different things that, that frankly just didn't make sense to me. But the Bible was so raw and so real. And the, the people in the Bible, were the stories in the Bible were like, um, there is actually no real hero in this book other than Jesus. Everybody mm-hmm. else is making all the mistakes. And I'm like, I can identify with that. Yeah. Um, so middle of my sophomore year, um, again, still meeting with this gal and reading mainly just the Bible, I had come to this place where I'm like, I think it's true. Like intellectually, I would say, yeah, it's true. But spiritually, I was a wreck. I just didn't. I mean, I felt so guilty and convicted of 
my own life, but I didn't understand Jesus yet. And I remember one night, uh, my boyfriend at the time had called me actually, and it was, he was a guy that was going to crusade. So, uh, yeah, dating that guy, poor, poor, poor soul. Um, <laughs> and, and he called me and he was like, cause I had this spiritual interest and we had talked about spiritual things and he was like, are you going to come tonight? And I was already, you know, had, t- had two beers or three beers in me. My roommates were having a party and I'm like, no, I'm not. And you know what? I'm tired of you asking me about God all the time and I don't want to talk about it anymore. And I hung up the phone on him and I was just so angry. And it really wasn't him that I was angry with. I was angry because I just felt so trapped. Um, and I looked at my Bible that was laying open on my bed. And I just, in my heart, I just yelled at God and I cried at him and I said, either that book is true and completely worthy of my life or I'm going to burn it. (laughs) It's so amazing. It's so amazing. You're so intense. And I had to just have to interject for one second, just like uh, there aren't very many people who are passionate enough and like driven enough to actually go and read all of the text. So I love your story because I'm, I'm not you. Um, <laughs> I would have never read all of the books. Uh-huh. Um, and so anyway, I just, I just love that. Like either this is true and it's worthy of my life or I'm going to burn it. I mean, like I had lived under the weight of this burden of my sin, essentially, that had been revealed to me, because I would say, yeah, I I believe that you shouldn't lie, that you shouldn't steal, that you shouldn't commit adultery, that, you know, drunkenness is a bad idea. And yet here I am doing all of these things, and I didn't know any way out. And honestly, it was at that moment when I was kind of yelling at God, that he opened my eyes. And I realized that it wasn't about me keeping the rules. It was about that Jesus had kept the rules and that he he died in my place and that because he had kept the rules, it, even though I never could, I could be secure in that freedom that he gave me, that mm-hmm. I could walk in the freedom of his perfection. And honestly, like at that moment, I I just said, okay, this is it. And everything changed. I uh, I went to Campus Crusade that night and I sat in the back by myself and I uh, listened to the message and I probably bawled my eyes out and I left before they turned the lights on. And and I ended up breaking up with that boyfriend because our relationship was wholly inappropriate. And I basically went from having a, one kind of lifestyle to a completely different lifestyle. And uh, my husband jokingly calls it my Puritan period um, because I literally just read the Bible and fasted and prayed and told people all the time about Jesus. I just did a complete 180. And I can say that, you know, God has definitely helped me understand what it means to live daily in Christ. And it still looks like me sharing my faith. And it still looks like me praying and reading the Bible and fasting at times and things like that. But I think I went through a really intense period because I had come out of so much darkness um, and I needed to relinquish it all and to turn to the light. So then I ended up marrying my husband who was definitely not a pastor at the time. He was a teacher. Uh, He became a teacher we met like in late college and 
And then a couple years later, he wanted to go to seminary. And I was like, no, 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 no. See, because I'm not that kind of person. Like, mm-hmm. I can never be a pastor's wife. <laughs> what? Um, because mm-hmm. I, still, I still feel like not knowing that culture, like, and not understanding it well and coming in as an outsider, it was still very hard for me to understand and to really even feel like there's a place for somebody mm-hmm. like me. But isn't that... I mean, like as a, if you're a non follower of Jesus, if you know nothing about anything, if you are your 18 year old self and you see your 40 year old self, you can say, this is the place for me because it's the place for her. And that's, that's Mm -hmm. the beautiful thing is like, I love when you share your testimony because people's dro- jaws dro- drop often because they know who you are now. And it's, right. it's hard to even believe um, who you were before. And and I love it. And it sh- needs to be told because we want all the people who feel like it isn't the place for them. Mm-hmm. It is the place for you. It's exactly the place for you. It's exactly the place for you. Yeah. And I think, and I think that still is something that I feel very passionate about is knowing that helping, I think, because there are people who grow up in the church who just, who I've heard many people say to me, like, I just can't understand why somebody would choose to live that way. And I'm like, they don't know any better. Mm -hmm. I remember I was that person. I just didn't know. I didn't know there was another option. I didn't know that freedom was on offer. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about sharing my faith with people and helping people to understand who Christ is because, because I've experienced what it feels like to be completely set free mm-hmm. and to walk in that and to, to know, like, it's, there are certain songs that I can't sing without crying because they're so powerful to me. And they speak to the daily forgiveness that we have in Jesus. And it's so amazing. It's still, it's still just can't, can't do it. It's amazing. I'm the same person. I, I never have a dry during worship at church. <laughs> I can't even talk about worship without I can't crying. even think about it. I'm like, how do those people up there sing? How are they singing? I'd be oh, man, yeah. I'm sounding terrible. Oh, it's so good, Nat. Well, I want to ask you one more question. Alrighty. So if you are, if you are talking to your 18 year old self, if you could tell her one thing before she embarked on this journey, or maybe right as she's stepping out, if you could tell her one thing to hold on to, what would it be? Um, I would say it's all true. If the Bible is really true, if what we believe about Jesus is really true, then it's the most beautiful, amazing, like, how can that be true? You know, it just is, it's mind boggling that the God of the universe would give up his life for somebody like me and for anybody like me. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that that, is even possible it's the fulfillment of all of our deepest longings our longings to be fully accepted to be fully known despite the things that we know we are ashamed of or we fall short in like that 
full and complete acceptance, forgiveness, and, and being known is amazing to me. And the fact that that's true, it just is mind boggling. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's too good to be true. And yet it is. Mm -hmm. So I think when you discover that for yourself, it just changes everything. I love it. Well, I know that your story is going to encourage some people. I hope that we have some listeners who are on the fence. I hope we have some listeners who need to embark on that journey. Maybe they have doubt or, or you know, haven't really ex explored the Bible yet. And mm. that your story might be an encouragement that there's freedom for us and that it is true, which is mm. so good. Oh, well, thanks well, for having me on this show, Vera. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to steal your job. Just kidding. Uh, you can have um, it. I will no. treat you. <laughs> oh, you're going to do all the designing. Okay. Oh, uh, actually, no. We're going to no have stick finger that. tattoos. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> um, no, um, thanks for being here. Thanks for being so raw. And we will see you next time. All righty. Okay, Thank now. You. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.